Are we on? We're going. Are you ready? Yeah, you ready? I was born ready. Yeah, but you ready now? Yeah. Good afternoon and welcome to Movie Gretchen Fanboy. I am a fanboy and on the other side of the ironing board is... Me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say my name. No, I was waiting for you to... Right, okay, this is why cool. I don't do the intros. Okay, hi, yes, I am a Movie Grouch. You are a Movie Grouch, otherwise known as Bex. Yep, that's me. Um, how's it going, you alright? Mm-hmm. Cool. You? Yeah, I might. Thanks. This is the first. Is this the first time we're doing an episode where we've both got an alcoholic beverage? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I think it might be. Do you want to introduce your alcoholic beverage? I'm having some whiskey. Mhm. And I've got a glass of red wine. Yeah. Just mainly because I've cooked dinner and made an apple crumble. That's going to come out like you do everything. I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's going to sound. Because uh, I've is cooked definitely dinner. Definitely not the case. Because I've cooked dinner, so I'm having a drink. It's yeah. where it's like. Yeah, I am today. I am today. That's what that's what it sounds like. So I don't do nothing. So no, that is. Yeah. I can attest that is definitely not the case. Cool. We have a list. We don't have a list anymore. We have there's a bunch of films that you have avoided watching for various reasons over the last forty years of your life. We can write off the first few because you wouldn't know what a film was. <laughs> Thanks. But <laughs> I called you on this bullshit. Yeah, said this is ridiculous and then when you struck 40 mm-hmm. we came up with the idea of doing a podcast about it didn't we and that's yep. what we're doing so each fortnight we pick a film that i like or is kind of important to cinema either or the, like the rules are pretty loosey-goosey loosey-goosey as i like to say and then um we sit down and watch the film and then i ask you a bunch of questions about the film afterwards and we kind of both have revelations I feel each week I'm kind of like each episode I feel like there's something new for me or my opinion of a film might change and stuff so it's really it's good for me it's cathartic for me also and also we find out how ridiculous you're for not watching a film are pretty much yeah so that's what we do before we do that we talk about what we've been watching mm-hmm. what have we been watching I've been watching Drag Race yeah and Oh, I finished Downton. Okay, cool. It's like your second watch through from the beginning. Maybe my third. Maybe your third. I haven't okay. seen the movie yet, though. Okay, cool. I haven't seen the movie yet. Right, okay. That's cool. That's right. That's cool. This kind of feels like we're at some really hokey bar. I like. I, it's going to sound great. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have great fun. It's going to be fun. This. Managing to, like, at the moment, I'm sort of watching a basketball game a night. Is this an actual basketball game yeah. or a basketball game that you are playing? No, no, no. This is actually so. Like basically, my routine is now put the dog to sleep, <laughs> and then I go in the lounge, have a cup of tea. Like for the night. Not oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the night, go in the lounge, have a cup of tea and a snack, and then I sit there watch an NBA game, and then I come to bed pretty much, okay. unless I fall asleep, which I did twice this week. Yes, it is. But um, yeah, on the couch, that is not in bed. Obviously, falling falling asleep in bed is fine. That's that. Cool. Nope, I haven't got anything to add. You're doing very well at this. It's weird, I don't really like doing the intro. Don't you? No, I f- don't. I feel like it's better when you do it. I feel like when I do it, I've got to force the, the, my flow and like, the direction. Oh, God forbid we get you to... Fo- like, you have such weird things about forcing stuff. Like, you don't like your photo taken because 
you you don't feel that your smile is natural. You don't like doing the introduction because it feels too forced. You force me to do lots of things. <laughs> For the better, for the greater good. I'm only taking the greater good. So, all right, we'll crack on then. We'll get on with the film. Um, This time we watched 1992's The Last of the Mohicans. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you got a synopsis, please? Amidst a battle between Britain and France in colonial America, Hawkeye and his team of Mohican scouts protect Cora, the daughter of a British officer. And that's it. So IMDb, this is 7.7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic score 93%. Audience score 88%. So quite high. And then, so when I was I was looking through Rotten Tomatoes for an audience critics review, an audience review, this is like, this is quite a troublesome review because I just, you'll understand why. He's given it one star, the film, out of five. It's not hard to imagine the sickly director and producers of the flick licking their lips with psychopathic delight as they use every trope, every turn of the plot to emasculate and denigrate the evil white man. Denigrate. While they Denigrate. While they glorify savages who don't know what a wheel was before their contact with civilization as nobles. In tune with nature, Hollywood is in the very lead of the racist charge on Western civilization. Now, this review was written on February the 12th, 2017. So this was made in 92. <sighs> Good old internet giving voice to people that... Angry much? Don't need a voice. Whoever is, you're a tool. Absolute fucking tool. <laughs> what stopped you from seeing this movie? Considering it's been out... So, 92, 2002. I was 12. 30 years old, nearly. Yeah, cool. I was 12 Sorry. then. I thought it was going to be like a long historical battle film and i find the period of history that it's set in very confusing um and i don't really have much interest in it okay cool so so your lack of interest is actually what stopped you from seeing it's not a silly reason this is kind of a genuine reason to not see a film yeah i think i I, it just looked like it was going to be quite political but i thought it was going to be a lot more heavy duty and a lot more serious than it was right okay i think I think it is heavy duty, not because of the storyline. Yeah. Okay, cool. So with that, what was your preconceived idea of this movie, if if you had one? That there would be some kind of conflict, and I thought Daniel Day-Lewis's character would turn out to be the last of the Mohicans. But that's not what happened. Well, no, I know that now. I've watched it. As we'll get to. Okay, yeah. cool. So opening, opening scenes and setup of the story, go. Your take on it, please my take on it okay major duncan hayward arrives in albany in the u.s during the french and indian war he's assigned to serve a colonel edward Monroe. hayward has french to escort... and indian war french and say. english that's what wikipedia told me when i googled oh, okay, it cool. so hayward has to escort Monroe's daughters cora and alice to their father at fort william henry yes. and hayward asks cora to marry him quite early on so uh, a mohawk called Magua escorts the Major Cora and Alice, but Magua is actually a Huron and he leads them into an ambush. So then we are introduced to the main protagonists of the film. So you have, so you've got Mohican Chingachuk, Uncas, which is his son, yeah. and his adopted white son, Hawkeye, yes. uh, which is Daniel Day-Lewis. And they basically kill all the Hurons and Magua escapes. Chingak took Uncas 
and Hawkeye escort Alice, Duncan and Cora to Fort William Henry. Keep thinking it's Fort Henry William. It's got a better ring to it. And that you can see that there's a strong attraction between Cora and Hawkeye and allegedly Uncas and Alice. And I would say that that is the first bit of that film. Yeah, definitely. So I found the story really hard to follow. And I... You're not the only one. Oh, really? No. So, like, like I like confession, I haven't watched this for year, like, years. <laughs> Why did you pick it then? Because I remember thinking, this film's fucking great, right? When you watched it. When did you watch it? How old were you? First time I watched it, I was probably... So it came out in 92. I would have said, I would have seen it not long after it came out. So I'd have been, okay. but to any, I'd say between 10 and 14, we would, have, it would have, we would have got it from the video shop. I would have sat and watched it with mum and dad and my, maybe not my brother because he might have been too young. Okay. But definitely, but I have watched it a few times since. I've, I probably last saw this early to mid 2000s. Okay. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I found it really confusing. It's, it's super confusing. And I, for the first 20 minutes, I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. But apparently, like, so again, just doing a little bit of half-assed internet research, so let's call it, the general consensus is like, what the hell is going on in the first 20 minutes? Okay, that's fine. Because I really, this, this was a difficult watch for me because I really didn't want to watch it and I wasn't looking forward to watching it. When, you, when we said we were going to sit down and watch it, it was a real struggle. Mm. And I really wanted to sit over to the office instead, which we actually did one night when we said we were going to watch it and we ended up watching the office instead, which yeah. was much more enjoyable. It was really hard to know whether it was me not wanting to watch it that was the issue or whether it was the film. Right. And I was trying really hard to give it a fair chance. Yeah. But I just the way that they cut the scenes... The editing was really confused, so you would have people looking at, at looking at a scene, and it would look like it was nearly daylight, uh, or, or it would it would look like it was nearly evening, sort of like dusk, and then it, they would cut to another scene, and it would be daylight. Yeah. And and I was sort of thinking, am I am I missing this? What it, it I was I was really surprised because I thought it was going to be heavy duty. I thought it was going to be a real like a real political kind of epic war thing and it was actually a bit flimsy mm, okay it wasn't clear i think hawkeye found cora alice and hayward and they kind of walk back to the cabin where they've been they've all been with their family and everybody's dead it's like well i think that was their family that were killed but i don't know why they went back to the house when they were going to the fort mm. was it on the way i i didn't understand that yeah yeah so i think so the, yeah, the first half were, or the first bit was really difficult for me cool. to follow. No, that's fine. So after the first act and sort of development of the story arc and plot, Hawkeye and everybody get to Fort William Henry, yep. and they find that it's under under siege by the French and their Huron allies. But they manage to sneak in, and they get Cora and Alice to her dad. So Cora um, has decided by this point as well that she won't accept Hayward's marriage proposal. So Monroe refuses to honour this. I got really confused at. Monroe refuses to honour the agreement that militia men can leave the fort to protect their families and homesteads if they're threatened. Hawkeye helps everybody that disagrees with that to sneak away. And he is arrested yes. for sedition yes. and sentenced to hang. 
But as Man- Monroe does not have the reinforcements, he has to accept the French, uh, the French general's offer that the British can leave the fort honourably with their arms. Magua is not happy about this as he's been planning to kill Monroe and the British leaving the fort stop him from being able to do that. So the soldiers and civilians leave the fort and they are attacked by Huron warriors led by Magua and they massacre them. Monroe is killed by Magua. Hawkeye, Uncas and Chingachuk fight to take Alice and Cora to a cave uh, where they hide from Magua and they take Duncan as well, Duncan Hayward. Yeah. <sighs> I, this bit was a bit cringy for me because this this is the bit of the film where Hawkeye and um, Cora's relationship develops, and I found it a bit all a bit cringy. It was all it was quite interesting watching back because there was a it was really awkward. Like there's a scene where they just stare at each other for far too long, <laughs> yeah. and I was like. Why are you leaving? The, why is that? I mean, it's a good minute long, that scene. Yeah. Of them, and it just pans to each of them looking and sort of weirdly smiling at each other. And, and I, I thought... Like, that's, too, that's too long. I thought she would have turned back at that point and he would have been gone. Yeah. She's got to go off and but do they were some just like, thing. It was just really awkward yeah. and like really strange. Yeah. They also had the same hair. <laughs> yeah, they did. When he was in the jail, I just thought they could have swapped places. Who? Cora and Hawkeye. Right, okay. They, I mean, they look quite similar. I think yeah. if uh, if Hawkeye put on Cora's dress, he just could have walked out of there. Bit of rouge, that he'd be fair. all right. That is fair. The pyrotechnics were really bad. When the they the fort was under siege, it just looked like a sequence of explosives going off. But the the siege is actually actually happened. Yes. Yeah, it's all based on history. So it's but but this is a fake. This isn't an, like this isn't what that, happened. This is no, a it's, fictional version of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So the French siege on the fort was real. Yeah. And the Hurons help was real. But I don't I think their pyrotechnics probably were better or <laughs> well they were real. They were real. Yeah. yeah. The the pyrotechnics were that that were really bad. Okay, so sort of end and closing scenes. So Magua catches Alice, Cora and Hayward in the cave. Although weirdly Hawkeye and everybody uh or the other Mohican guys left them. So that they could find them. That's what I took from that conversation. We'll leave you because we'll be able to find you really well. Yeah. So we're going to leave you here. Yeah. And then we'll find you. Bit of an so old choice, isn't it? Magua takes them to um, a Huron settlement and he speaks to the Paramount Chief. Chief rules that Hayward can be returned back to the British. Alice is given to Magua to kind of right the wrongs that, that has been done to, to the Huron. And Cora has to be burned alive. Hawkeye has infiltrated the settlement and has pleaded for their lives with the chief. He has been told that he can leave with his life as a reward for his bravery. Um, he offers to take Cora's place and Hayward, who is translating, because uh, they're kind of speaking French and, and the, the native language, Hayward trades his life for Cora's. So Hayward is burnt at the stake. So Hawkeye, Uncas and Chingachgook pursue Magua um, Uncas is killed in battle with Magua and Alice leaps to her death because she can't bear to be without Uncas, yeah. I guess. So Hawkeye and Chingachgook slay the Huron. Uh, Chingachgook duels and kills Magua. Yeah. They rescue Alice um, and then it's kind of the end of the film with Chingachgook praying to the Great Spirit to receive uh, Uncas and he proclaims himself the last of the Mohicans. Yes. And that is, that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. 
Awesome. Okay, cool. That's a brief overview of the movie. In yeah, I need, your words. I need to, to do... Like, the end... I think, actually, the end bit was quite good. That I did feel quite a bit of... Particularly that the scenes on the on kind of mountaintop, I thought that was quite... Compared to the rest of the film, I thought they were quite suspenseful. Yeah. Suspenseful? There was a lot of sus- suspense in there, a lot of tension. Uh, uh, yeah, I... I, uh, I think it's a shame that Uncas and Alice died. I can understand why, obviously, because if Uncas doesn't die, Chingachgook isn't the last of Mohicans. Um, yeah. And Hawkeye isn't technically Mohican, he's Mohican by... By adoption. By adoption. Yeah. Uncas's character didn't get the airtime that he deserved, mm. and I was quite surprised that Alice actually had the gumption to leap to her death. After Uncas passed. Yeah, After he was because shot. she'd spent all the film looking like she couldn't. She was so yeah. weak she couldn't yeah. support her own body weight mm. in any situation. So that's that, really. That's that's it. Rounded up. Cool. Bring on the questions. Did you have a favourite character? It's a toss up between. I'm going to say Uncas. Okay. Just because he had, he didn't have very many lines. He didn't have a lot of screen time. It was but solid. He seemed reliable. Kind, and he had like a nice. I was just going to sound really daft. But he had like a, a kind spirit. Like you could tell. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not daft. He just seemed to be a really kind man and very gentle and caring. Because I th- And I think you get that because he does look out for Alice. He yeah. is sort of trying to do right by her. To do right by her. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he was my favourite. Did you have a least favourite character? Uh, I would say possibly Alice, unfortunately. Okay. I think, I I know that she was young and obviously scared by all the conflict and everything going on around her and people being scalped and, and all the rest of it, but she's old enough to have a flirtation with Uncas. Yeah. So I wonder if somebody who's been portrayed as that kind of weak and shockable and vulnerable throughout the film would actually think, like, this guy's going to chop me up at the end when she's on the, the mountain with Magua. She's thinking, this guy's really going to do some probably horrific things to me. I would rather just leap to my death. Yeah. I don't know. She wasn't portrayed as sort of having that much gumption. Yeah. Which is a shame because I really like the actress who plays Al. I really like Jodie May. She's been in some great stuff. But not great in this. She does a lot of period dramas. Okay. Like classical stories and things like that. I always really worried when I say period dramas. Like people think Stop. it's a drama where someone's gone, I've got period <laughs> i mean that's really how it happens silly. isn't it just really oh no hand on head mm. that is how it happens right mm. yeah definitely okay cool so did you have a favorite scene i did and just that bit where chingachgook was on the, you, so not the end like let's be clear not, not the, the end, end of, of the film, film but the end, end scene. scene yeah yeah with chingachgook praying to the great spirit to receive one cast i just thought that was that was really lovely yeah. and quite moving. And, yeah, you kind of felt a weight of gravitas because he was the last of his people. The last of his tribe, yeah. Knowing what we know now about indigenous tribes and people in America, we know... Like, I like I grew up, like, my dad's thing was Westerns. And I think he Cowboys was... Cowboys and Indian yeah, movies. he was a a child of that era where yeah. that, that was what boys played. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. no Star Wars, there was yeah. no all, all this, that and the other. And I 
think until you like a couple of times that we've been to America and we've been on kind of sacred like Grand Canyon and sort of areas where there are indigenous tribes still living and, and kind of reservations and things and knowing what we know about actually what happened yeah. is not portrayed no. in movies no, the minute there are indigenous people represented in films I'm kind of like mm, I'm sort of but on their I, side I think this was absolutely represented really well like I must say yeah. like in terms of from ha- our perspective ha- because it was indigenous actors used yeah like, I don't think it was like the older films where like the the natives are bad. Mm. You know, this is more about that it was handled a bit more delicate. I don't think it's far from perfect, it's far from right, but it's definitely not the worst way to handle no that material. No. And um it's made me think actually because I wasn't gonna put I've just I'm just gonna add a film to the list on the shank after this one. Um because it is really good. Um but it's it'd be interesting to see what we do with it um okay yeah cool anyway so did you have a worst scene is this the comedy scene is this gonna is it the one is it the one i think it's gonna be please i can't wait i don't know you know i don't know if that's the best scene or the worst scene well you just said your favorite scene the best scene oh the best scene was the end yeah okay so my worst scene and I had to watch it three times before I actually realised of what I was seeing. Any scene where they had a smooch, because it Oh, the it sex scene me. was weird. That was awkward. Well, I, like, did, I couldn't actually tell whether they were having sex or not. I think it was, but it was so odd. It was just so weird. But there were lots of things that were very odd. There was, there was a bit where she's nursing people at the fort, and she comes outside, and they're, they're, like, there's a man... I presume he's dead. She just sort of mangles his eyelids for a bit, but I'm assuming she does that thing where they close their eyelids and then the rest of it. She gets up and comes outside and then people are dancing. And I was like, that seems very disrespectful considering that there were injured people and people dying in the room next door. Yeah, anything where they were quite intimate was a bit cringy. But I think... You see, the interesting thing is is I think that's indicative of the time that it was made. I think there's probably... um, an age group of women or an age group of people who would find Hawkeye's character very attractive in the way that he behaves because he's quite like that at that time he's honourable he's honourable yeah but he's also kind of like quite strong quite manly but he doesn't really show too much emotion yeah Whereas there's more of a move to, to, to for heroes and heroines now to show more emotion and to yeah. kind of be having that inner struggle. He yeah. doesn't really have a struggle or a conflict apart from the one that's going on around him. There's no internal demons that he needs yeah. to battle. So with that in mind, I think it would be interesting to see that film remade today because I think I think the girl the female characters would be fucking kick ass. Uh and I think Hawkeye would be a different a different hero as well mm. because actually for me they're like the best male hero that we've had of recent time for me has been Aragorn from Lord of the Rings mm. because he's noble he's honourable he does the right thing he's like Hawkeye but like level another up. level yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely so what yeah, about so- Luke Skywalker or Harrison and Han Solo they're pretty good heroes they do the right thing yeah but I think Han Solo's uh quick remarks would get a bit annoying yeah i mean true. like That's you live fair. with all my quick remarks how do they get, get after a bit annoying yeah exactly 
Yeah, so the worst scene, I mean, oh God, I had to watch it three times because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just could not believe it. But at the end, you've got, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's just after Uncas has died and Hawkeye runs through an underpass at the top of the mountain. And basically, as he runs through, they've obviously had to cover up either trail signs or some signs for the park, whatever. And he basically runs through the underpass and wobbles a bit of fabric that's covering something It's supposed up. to be like the mountain face, effectively, yeah. And isn't I watched it? the first one, and I watched it the first time and thought, I'm fairly sure that rock just moved. And then watched it again, and I said... Yeah, that rock definitely moved. And then you said to me, what are you doing? Can we just watch the end of it? Uh, And I said, just watch this. Just watch this. And I felt quite mean while we were watching it because I felt like I was really shitting on it. I I try really hard not to shit on it. Yeah, no, that's fine. But it felt very, yeah. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, so So, the wobbly, the the fabric rock that moved was pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, so that's... The film discussed mostly. Um, next, it's score and soundtrack. Um, I've not really chipped in. I've just realised normally I have a bit more yeah, input do. on so those those questions. Um, but I've not really said anything. <laughs> I just sort of say and listen. I'm like, yeah, score and soundtrack. The soundtrack is one of the best things about this film for me. I because I'm going to be honest. On a rewatch, I did not enjoy this film too much. That I'm really glad to hear that. Um, I'll go into why maybe when we do like the yeah final thoughts and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, on a rewatch, this film fell well short of what I remember it. I think being. like the sound in general, the battle scenes were too loud and the dialogue was too quiet. Weirdly, won an Oscar for sound. I know, I know. That's literally found that out this afternoon and was just like, you are. How is that? But, but is then that does not... sound deteriorate? Oh, does yes, fi- right. this is the thing. Okay. You, do, you know, you think 92 compared to sound nowadays is a fucking different ballgame. Because it, it felt like Usual Suspects. It was like I was watching the film but I, and I knew they were speaking sound English. Sound levels were wrong. But I couldn't yeah. understand those words. And when we put the subtitles on, because of the... Um, when the... the Paramount Chief and uh, Magua were talking at the end. The subtitles weren't coming yeah, up, yeah. so we didn't know what they were saying. Yeah. So when I put the subtitles on, it was a lot easier then to Trends, hear. Yeah. But there was a hilarious bit when when they met the French guy, the French general, Yeah. there was a hawk noise or a vulture noise that was, was really so overused loud. in the background. And I was like, I'm expecting them to be in a desert, not a friggin' wood yeah. in America. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, so I... but um, the guys that did the soundtrack, Trevor Jones and Randy Edelman, pretty big deals. So oh, right. okay. Trevor Trevor Jones is responsible. This is just these are what I picked out from their list mm-hmm. of movies: Time Bandits, The Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, Arachnophobia, Notting Hill, and From Hell. Whoa! So pretty decent. That's incredible. Yeah, pretty like pretty fucking cool. And then Randy, Randy and uh, <laughs> Randy, Randy Edelman, name. Bloodsport, which I really like with Van Damme, uh, Twins, Ghostbusters 2, Kindergarten Cop, Drop Dead Fred, Beethoven 1 and 2, and The Mask, and Insomnia. Have I seen Insomnia? Insomnia. Insomnia. Is that the one with um, Nicole Kidman, Mark Strong and Colin Firth, where she's hit on the head and she can't 
she wakes up and she doesn't no. like her husband's claiming to be her husband. No, that's um, overboard. It's not overboard. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. You're describing the plot of Overboard. No, I'm not. With Kat Russell and Goldie Horn. Goldie Ga- Horn. Goldie Horn. Um, wicked sound makers, like wicked composers, oh. like fucking huge, huge movies. I the orchestral bits of the of the soundtrack were were really good. There was yeah. a bit where the classical pieces were stunning. The, yeah, the classical like, pieces I were good. Love it. Just like epic, really builds well. Like I just yeah, love it. I don't. I think the problem is, is I think. The, fi- the the film let the soundtrack down. Right. Okay. And it let the sc- yeah the film let the score down, which I think is a real shame. Cool. Okay. Directors of the work. So Michael Mann is the director. So he's got another film or two that will be on the on one of the podcasts that he directed, which are Heat. Is Alec- that on the list? Yeah, Heat is. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert nope. De Niro. No, nope, not Leonardo. DiCaprio. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> Who else is in that then? Leonardo DiCaprio. Who am I thinking of? Val Kilmer's in it. Am I thinking of The Departed? Is Leonardo DiCaprio in that? Yeah, which is on the list. Oh. Can't we just mish those two together? No, because they're very different films. Oh. Um, I'll be the judge of that, thank you very much. He, Ali, as in the film about Muhammad Ali, Collateral, which is underrated. And are public, these on the film? Public Enemies. They're on, not on the list, on the but list? These, this is other work. Oh, okay. And then he's got he uh, produced a um, load of other films as well and stuff. Yeah, wow. So pretty good. Facts, please. Uh, okay. The facts. As the British are leaving Fort William Henry, two buses are visible in the background as the British general rides by. What? We're going to fact check this. We'll be back in a set. Well, we've just spent a good five, ten minutes seconds. trying to find that. And we can't, so that may not be a fact. No, that's cool. Um, I do have a better fact. Oh, go on yeah, I can't find my other fact. It's gone. Okay, cool. That was fun. Yeah, sorry. So that is a fake fact. But I would like to point out, because I've just found some information, uh, so I would like to make a couple of points. The script was really bad. Some really great lines. Where are we going? Nowhere. Did you see my father? From a distance. I mean, surely anybody is at a distance. Stay alive. No matter what occurs. Well, if death occurs, you're not going to be able to stay alive, are no, you? that is very true. Yeah, I've written down as well that the bit where they escape in the in the canoes, if canoes is the right phrase for it, that was really badly edited, again, because they went from, like, a really sort of enclosed bit of water to then really open stretch of water where there was not much landscape around. They did say they were heading for the river. I know, but it, it they're like enclosed one minute and then the next minute they're in this big expanse of water and you're sort of like, well, how... There was no... Obviously like, on the lake. Like the transition pieces were really rushed, mm, I think. Yeah. And it wasn't clear whether Duncan... They were trying to escape from Duncan or Huron at that point. It was really difficult. However, costumes were good, I think. And awesome. I think military costumes, if you're not using CGI, I should think the amount of military costumes needed would be very, 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 very challenging yeah. if you're on a smaller budget. For sure. So, yeah, I d- those, like the military jackets, I love. Cool. I would love one of those because they're fucking cool. 
Although that kind of glorifies war a bit. but mm. Also, Hawkeye's hair was quite frizzy in some of the action scenes. I think he needs to take a leaf out of Aragorn's book and not wash his hair. I, it's just a, a little beauty. Tip. Cool. Thanks for that. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, did you fall asleep? Mm. You did, didn't you? I did. First, we, we watched it again over two settings, didn't we? Or two, two screenings. Watched over two screenings. First one, I fell asleep. I think I lasted about half an hour, 45 minutes. And that was it. Awesome. Were your prejudgments correct? Yes and no. There was a historical battle, but it was Chingachgook who was the last of the Mohicans and not Hawkeye. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's correct. So, final thoughts? I didn't enjoy it. I, I don't think it's aged well, and I think at the time that it was released, I, th- I can imagine it having a better reception. Yeah, for sure. I think it's... Overall, I think the story is good. If it was remade or rebooted, I think it would be worth watching. I'd be interested to see how another director deals with it. But then I really like that they did use indigenous actors. Yeah, that's a good thing. Isn't because it? I think back in, yeah, I think that's something that actually we struggle with now getting enough diversity and actually doing justice to kind of minority roles and actually to see indigenous actors cast in those roles mm. back in 1992 i think it's quite a it's pretty good i think that's quite a forward thinking step i mean it shouldn't be it should just be the way that it's done but mm. so that's it cool um and score out of 10 i'm gonna go in the middle five because i had some good stuff i had some bad stuff it wasn't awful sweet five out of ten for me awesome so what do you have to say uh are you disappointed that you didn't like it this much i'm not disappointed because it felt like i felt you were a bit sad while we were watching it no no not at all i was mostly i (laughs) were you watching it thinking she's just gonna rip the shit out of this no 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 because i don't i don't think like that when we're watching it like there's still things that i enjoy about this film the scenery and where it's set is beautiful so so the scenery and soundtrack are brilliant overall the film it just it just hasn't aged well the action scenes are slow the story drags on it's quite boring it's not i thought the action scenes actually weren't that bad i think i don't i think you can see other films made in the same five-year period say and they've aged much better what else came out in yeah it's not it's it 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 falls quite short of what i thought this film was Aww. Last time, last time I watched it, which that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Films, I mean, you're allowed to change your opinion on things. It's yeah. the whole thing, you know. That's what. So what um, it's all about, isn't it? To give you an idea then of what else came out. So these were the highest grossing films in 1992. Top ten. So you've got Aladdin was number one. Animation, so it doesn't count. The Bodyguard. Film's so bad. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Great scenes. Basic Instinct. Lethal Weapon 3. I've not seen any of the Lethal Weapons. Batman Returns. A Few Good Men. Haven't seen that. Sister Act. Love Sister Act. That's great. Bram Stoker's Dracula. I'm assuming that's the one with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it's great. And Wayne's World. But I would say The Bodyguard's got a similar... Yeah, yeah. Definitely. There are particularly with the way that the like the romance aspect of it is dealt with it's it's, yeah. it's definitely got parallels between this this, this film. yeah so yeah it was quite interesting rewatching it knowing that I really liked this before I watched it and now I'm like 
God, this sounds pretty bad. Like, it's pretty bad in many ways. But at the time, it was great. Which is maybe sometimes why it's best not to rewatch films. Because you always yeah. have a fond memory of them. But, yeah, this one... This is the first time, This is the first episode we've done where I've come away, in my opinion, a film has changed like quite drastically. Wow. Which yeah, is good. That's I... all right. That's okay. This isn't. There's no need to look. Say like, oh, I'm sorry. No, but, I like, do feel sad because it just. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've not. I've not. It doesn't change my life. I'm not going to keep. You know going to go and cry about it. I'm going to go and cry about it, or That's okay, you know, though. going like, yeah. So I, I yeah, I just, it's probably about a four out of ten for me. Even you know, even Daniel Day Lewis isn't brilliant in this, and he's fucking brilliant in everything. I don't think I've ever seen. That's the first Daniel Day Lewis film I've ever seen. Really, I think yeah. my favorite film he did is In the Name of the Father. I haven't seen that. Uh, no, it wasn't like super big, but it was about like uh, um, Sunday Blo- Bloody Sunday and. IRA uh, okay. and stuff. I think it was about I Bloody get Sunday. confused with In the Name of the Rose, which is Sean Connery yes, and different, very different film. Leonardo DiCaprio? No. <laughs> Christian Slater. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is just in every film. Um, it's so, Christian Slater, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, is it Christian Slater? I can't remember. But yeah. It's based um, on the Umberto Eco novel. Yeah, so yeah, not a good film on a rewatch, that's what I'm saying. Well that's that. Thanks. For listening everyone i've been fanboy slash grouch this week <laughs> and you've been grouch and i've been grouch although i've tried really hard to be more considered in my grouchiness and not just like shit yeah if you like what you've heard please 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 give us a rating on apple podcasts or where you wherever you listen to us share us about and help us help us in our bid for world domination we can't do this on our own no we need support we need your help we want to take over yeah. the podcast game and you will be at least on the movie side handsomely rewarded for your efforts yeah. when we rule the school uh, if you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie related story why not let us know and we'll read it out we'll give you a little shout out our email address is moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com I'm going to read that again because wine moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com in addition to that you can join us on social media on instagram we are at moviegrouch and fanboypod and that's all words and on facebook we are moviegrouch and fanboy and the and is an ampersand clear straightforward yeah straightforward as mr messy yeah the mr man what are we watching next week or next time okay we're going big going big going big big no, not big, but we are going with. Uh, go on. It's, has it got Tom Hanks in it? No. Oh, thank fuck not yet. I'm saving. I Tom, hate Tom Hanks. Saving those. I don't hate Tom Hanks, but I, I think Sa- he's saving, overrated. Saving, saving, saving it. We are going for the first one of two that we've got. Godfather. Yeah. Oh, we're going, okay. We're going big. We're going Godfather. Bear in mind, all-time classic, like revered all-time classic. <laughs> oh, I feel so really nervous. Th- like, yeah, yeah, this is the thing, I think. I'm really nervous. There's like, only a couple of films that are really making me sweat. I'd be yeah. interesting because, say, so like, I don't, I've said before, I've said it on the podcast, like, I think the greatest film ever made is Godfather 2. It might not be my favourite film in terms of rewatchability, but The Godfather is fucking incredible wow I, don't, is, I can't say it's incredible but has like, the godfather got marlon brando in it yeah. 
Oh, great, so we can have a conversation about Marlon Brando. I don't know if you can hear, but... Um, Our dog is just waking up just as we finish recording. Yeah, which is pretty so good. It's really so it's really good. We... So we're going to rush the goodbyes. <laughs> Stay safe, be happy, thank you for listening. Um, and... Bye.